Hi, it's Melissa Moore, and welcome to Mile High Magazine on this Sunday morning. We're happy to have you here with us. And looking forward to this conversation, we're talking with Courtney Scaravon, who is the executive director for Free the Girls. Good morning, Courtney. Good morning. Well, Thanks thank for having you. me. Hi, good to talk with you. Thank you for being here. So first off, explain to people what is the organization Free the Girls all about? We are all about providing reintegration services for women who have been, um, who are survivors of sex trafficking. We do this in the developing world. Uh, We work in Sub-Saharan Africa and Central America. Tell me what sex trafficking in those two parts of the world looks like. There is, um, just like here in the U.S., there's a variety of different ways that individuals um, are, are victimized and oppressed by trafficking. In, um, in Africa and Mozambique, where we work, uh, a lot of times it's, it's a survival sex situation. You have young girls, 12, 13, 14 years old, who might be orphaned or who might not have um, the family structure to provide for them, and somebody just sees their vulnerability and begins to exploit them. In other areas, um, in, in Costa Rica where we work, uh, sex tourism is, is a very big thing, and with that, there's also a demand for, for young girls, which is illegal, but you can see how, how the trafficking happens there. In El Salvador, there um, there's some issues with the gangs there, um, some gang violence, and, you know, a, a lot of times just across the board, poverty is one of the main vulnerabilities uh, that, that sets individuals up in very poor situations where they can be easily exploited and trafficked. And let's talk a little bit about the difference between, because are we talking about just sex trafficking or trafficking in general? And let's talk about the differences there. Absolutely. That is a very good point to bring up. We with Free the Girls, we work specifically with sex trafficking survivors. And um, like you said, there is a difference between trafficking in general. Labor trafficking is very much an issue and actually makes up the majority of trafficking cases around the world. Mm -hmm. We work specifically with women who have been trafficked for sexual purposes into the commercial sex industry. And are those women, I know sometimes they are groomed and sometimes, you know, um, I don't want to say they're willing, but there are other times where women have been kidnapped and put into that world. Is that correct? It is. Um, that usually, it, um, that's the minority of cases. Okay. Um, a lot of times there is, like you said, there's grooming. There's an emotional manipulation. There's mm-hmm. fear. There's all of these other things. Trafficking does not look like the movie Taken, right? It's very, very rarely a case where, you know, an unsuspecting person is thrown in the back of a van and sold on the black market. Oh, the vast majority of victims know their trafficker prior to being exploited by them. And that is the same here in the United States as well as around the world. And and you mentioned it, but I've heard from so many uh, different people interviewing over the years how poverty, I mean, that is an underlying problem for a lot of these young women in third world countries. And that's kind of how they see their way out, although it's not really. Absolutely. I mean, survival sex is, you know, it's a very real thing. And, um, you know, if, if you are, if you are trying to figure out how to feed yourself, how to feed your family, if you don't have a place to stay, a place to live, and somebody comes up and says, hey, 
this is how you can do this. I can guarantee you'll have a place to sleep tonight and food to eat, mm-hmm. but this is what you have to do. And also you're giving me money to protect you. Mm-hmm. You can very easily see how individuals in very desperate situations um, are victimized by this. And you can also see why so many are re-victimized, yeah. re-exploited, why the recidivism rate is so very high. So what is Free the Girls? How do you help and step into these situations and help them find true freedom? Absolutely. So one of the biggest needs in victim services is this reintegration part, right? You have so many amazing organizations that are doing the rescue and the rehabilitation. Free the Girls exists to answer the question, what next? Mm-hmm. What happens after, right? I mean, if we're talking again about, about poverty being a huge reason for the initial exploitation as well as future victimization, we need to help set these women up for a lifetime of true freedom, for long-term sustainability to where they have choices in their lives again that will prevent them from being at the risk of being re-exploited. So what we primarily do is economic empowerment. Okay. So we help these women set up micro enterprises. And in this way, they are able to provide for themselves, provide for their families, save for the future, all in a dignifying way. What does that look like? What do some of these enterprises look like that they're doing? So this is where the pun with our name comes in. So what Free the Girls does is we collect new and gently used bras from all over the world. And these bras become the inventory for these women to sell. They are bra business women. I love it. A lot of people... A lot of people ask, why bras? Why is that the thing that you do? And there are a couple different reasons for this. Um, the, the biggest one is that the transaction of money can be a trigger for women coming out of prostitution and commercial sex, okay. right? I mean, that makes sense. Sure. When you're selling bras, you're selling exclusively to other women. They are able to take a step back from interacting with men in this transactional way as they are continuing their healing journey, as they're trying to figure out where their place in the local economy is and who's a safe man and what does that look like. Mm -hmm. The other thing is the areas where we work, bras sell for top dollar. They're seen as accessories and commodities. They show how cosmopolitan you are. So a woman in El Salvador only has to sell three a day to make a livable wage. Not a minimum wage, a livable wage. Wow. This also allows her the freedom to, to pursue adult education, to pursue sobriety counseling. She has the freedom and the space to be able to do all the rest of the things in her life, not just focus on how am I going to survive? How, where am I going to get the money to eat today? It, it allows her that flexibility for, for healing. Three bras a day can do that. In El Salvador, yes. That's incredible. women are able to do more. It is. It really is. That's really cool. Okay, so here I am. I've got my girlfriends. We're in the suburbs here in Colorado. How can we get involved? How can we help? Because, I mean, we all have those bras that you're like, all right, I don't want them anymore. They don't fit right, whatever. And how do we get them to you? And then how do you get them to the women to help them? You are absolutely right. All of us have at least one bra sitting in that drawer, right? Yes. The very back that we bought and it was cute. And now it like, 
has betrayed us and is stabbing us or it just doesn't fit right and you don't want to throw it away because then it goes in the landfill. So what do you do with it? And you give them to us. And so you donate bras or you and your girlfriends hold a bra drive. Do it with your local community as well. Bra drives are such a fun way to get other people involved in the global fight for justice for these women. So we have a couple different ways you can get the bras to us. You can mail them straight to our collection site in Indiana. Okay. Um, You can also, if you have five or less, you can go on our website and you can see bra drop-off locations. We have drop-off locations around the country. These are different businesses or or clinics or offices where people are saying, you know what, I will leverage my business to help. I will collect bras from the community. So you can go, you can see which, which is closest to you, drop them off there, and they will send them to us. Um, if you do a if you do a bra drive, we have a partnership with Give Back Box where you can pack a huge box full of bras. I mean, we're talking hundred plus pounds of bras, mm-hmm. and you can mail them for fifteen dollars flat rate to us. I love and that. All of this is on our website that you can you can find all the different ways. I love that. And what is your website? Our website is freethegirls.org. So how did you get this idea? How did you figure out that bras were such a hot commodity and that I mean cuz this is this is fascinating to me. Yeah, so I'm not the founder, um but our founders, um one of our founders, uh Dave Tripstra, he lives in Mozambique, um, and he works with poverty remediation and, and alleviation. And one day, he was sitting in Maputo and saw a man walking down the street holding an umbrella with bras all around the perimeter of, of this umbrella. And obviously, he was wondering what in the world was going on. <laughs> and he found out that that was a bra salesman. Mm. And he just was like, this is very, very interesting. So he called our other co-founder, Kimba Langus, um, and was saying, you know, is this a thing? Do women just have bras? Like, what do you think about this idea? And this whole idea was born. The original idea was to maybe have, you know, a couple hundred bras go to Mozambique, you know, once a year. Mm-hmm. And that was 11 years ago. And we get about 30,000 bras a month now to our collection site in Indiana from all around the world and have had women and children and their children's lives, the trajectory of their lives changed through these women being able to have a dignifying job. I love it. Tell me a little bit about a success story that you know of off the top of your head with Free the Girls. Oh, absolutely. This one is relatively recent as well, and it is just, oh, it's beautiful. A woman named Ophelia, she was, um, she is, she is one of the women in Mozambique. She was actually one of the first women to ever sell bras with Free the Girls. And she has just been an absolute success story. Not only was she able to take care of herself and her daughter, she was able to take care of her sister and her aunt and her brother and just all the extended family and has just been incredible. She was the first woman in our program to buy land from the profits of her bra business, which is incredible, especially in Africa. A woman owning property is huge. Well, a couple months ago, she uh, came to the office in Mozambique and was talking about 
how she was getting ready to purchase a second plot of land, which is amazing, mm-hmm. right? And we're like, wow, that's incredible and all of this. And then we find out she bought it and she put it in her daughter's name. Wow. So not only does she own land, her 12-year-old daughter now does as well, which significantly decreases her vulnerability towards victimization. We are seeing generational impact with these women where it's not just them, it's their children and it will be their children's children. And all of this because women just like you and me donated a bra. It sounds so simple, but I mean, here it is. The bra in my drawer can change somebody's life. And what an amazing realization that is. Absolutely. I mean, this is what, this is the inventory for a woman in Costa Rica to sell so that she can feed her child so she is not selling her body. In Costa Rica, a bra can be sold for more than a woman. Wow. And so, yes. And so I very much encourage everybody, donate a bra and a buck. We say donate a bra and a buck because that buck also helps get those bras overseas. We ship once a year to all of our locations. We are also exploring expansion. And so all of these bras help provide true freedom for these women around the world. From what I'm hearing from you, bras are a hot commodity, whether it's Africa, South America, I mean, all these different countries that you can be expanding into, and you just need more bras. We do. We do. We also, I mean, we're also looking for partners as well. So if anybody knows of of program partners, we partner with organizations on the ground that are doing, that are they're walking with these women as they're transitioning out of prostitution. They're doing trauma care, things like that. And mm-hmm. then we partner with them for this last piece, for this reintegration sure. to try and ensure that these women are not at the vulnerabilities of future traffickers. I like that. All right, Courtney Scaravon, the executive director of Free the Girls. Thank you so much for your time. And real quick, what's that website again, Courtney? www.freethegirls.org. All right, Courtney, thanks so much for your time today. Sure, appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. And for more information on Free the Girls, just go to this radio station's website. Check out the links there. And thank you again for joining us on this Sunday for Mile High Magazine. I'll see you back here next Sunday. I'm Melissa Moore. Go out, be kind, and be kind to everyone.